Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends Only. My name is T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley. And this is your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about Legends Only. Put your fucking paws up. We have things to discuss today. We sure do. Well, before we get into this week, we would like to give a shout out to all of our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Legends Only. Only. Stay tuned every week for an after show, jam-packed every week, pretty much. Stuffed. Last week's after show was longer than the main episode, so. It it outsold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this is going to be a doozy as well, because we are entering the world of... Chromatica. The Museum of... Yeah, I forget what she called it. (laughs) Brutality. Oh, yeah. The Death to All of Them Museum. Just say concrete. Yeah. Minimalism. Mm -hmm. Brutalism. Minecraft. I did an internship once at the Museum of Brutality. They didn't pay. Is that real? No. Oh. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) Oh, is that what that bank I'm is I'm running called? with the museum concept. I'm pretending this is a real thing at this point. We've all worked at a job that's a museum of brutality, honestly. We sure have. Ugh. We sure have. Yes, well, we will be discussing our Stephanie later. In the after show, where we talk about things after, after the, the show. show. It's a concept there. It's a concept we came up with ourselves. Don't know if anyone gets it. Nobody's it's ever little, done it. So. It's a little too niche. It's a little too ahead of its time. <laughs> oh, but you know what's right on time? Well, 20 years late, actually, some would say. Yeah, we jumped uh, dimensions again. We sure did. Yes, it's what's old is new and what's 2002 is now. Mm-hmm. Benifer is back and they are married. No! Breaking. <laughs> oh my god oh really <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh, 
Wow, you've got one out for Miss Benifer. That's not true. <laughs> Whom I don't know. <laughs> That's right. I actually have to stand this wedding moment from JLo. Me too. Because it was kind of a secret. Yeah. Until it wasn't anymore. Yeah. She uh, made the announcement officially through her newsletter, which we have to stand an oh. entrepreneur. <laughs> making business moves and honestly yeah so they got married in vegas they got the marriage license and that's how we got got the the yacht yacht. (laughs) that's how the um outlets found out because once you register you know with the county for the Mm. license then it's public information and they got the document and it said jennifer affleck on it she requested affleck designated (laughs) name change I can't unhear that the duck. duck. Yeah, when I see his name, he officiated Am I the alone wedding. In this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Affleck. Do you take Affleck <laughs> to be your lawfully led? I would change my name if that was like I because I can't unhear it. Uh, yeah, now she's J. F. Doesn't quite have the same <laughs> ring to it. Ooh, but the thing I really liked about this, and it is a bit unexpectedly emotional, actually, is in her newsletter available. I don't know what her website is, jlo.com probably. (laughs) She wrote, we did it. And I'll just say, you know, a wedding is a perfect time to be completely narcissistic and only talk about yourselves and your love and whatever. So I was very taken aback. Did you see this? She did in the beginning of her wedding announcement. She wrote, we did it exactly what we wanted. Last night, we flew to Vegas, stood in line for a license with four other couples, all making the same journey to the wedding capital of the world. Behind us, two men held hands and held each other. In front of us, a young couple who made the three-hour drive from Victorville on their daughter's second birthday. All of us wanting the same thing, for the world to recognize us as partners and to declare our love to the world through the ancient and nearly universal symbol of marriage. Speaking of gay... I it was, was really sweet. Touched. She made a statement with this. She did not have to include that detail. And at a time where rights are being stripped left and right, and now this there's conversations happening around gay marriage again, I felt this was very intentional and admirable as small a gesture as it may be to use your wedding announcement to include a detail about something vaguely political and affirmative in support of gay marriage. I thought that was really a great thing that she did. And so I now we're on the Benefer train and we stand harder than ever. Uh, tens across the board for this one. Now we just need the music of 2004 to make a comeback. We sure do. We It's been a minute since she did an album, actually. I would live... That's when they were last together, right? Yeah, it was like 2002 to 2004. Okay, yeah. And then 20 years later, remixed, reimagined, and here they are again. So... Shout out to Benifer. I don't want to slay her. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Not today we You will. guys know any excuse that I have uh-huh. to open the Mariah page of the soundboard, yeah. I'm perched. So I'm joking. <laughs> but I knew today I was like, oh, I get to use the Mariah soundboard. <laughs> this was this is your treasure trove today. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Let me have my moment. Okay. This is your moment. Yeah. I was having a moment. <laughs> I'm just not going to talk the rest of the episode and only speak. You in basically the do that. Yeah. It's basically just soundboard isms. 
What if I wasn't joking and I just sat here and refused to say anything? I think it would be a successful episode. <laughs> Lord, let me count the ways. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations, JLo. Speaking of old is new, old music, new music. Okay, I heard you were doing this song. <laughs> You really do have something for everything. I really do. Well, the legendary Miss Britney Spears posted a video very unexpectedly in her laundry room. Right? Laundry room? She was doing laundry. I think. That was the concept. Singing none other than her debut 1998 single, Baby One More Fucking Time. Heard of it. Heard of it. Remixed, remastered. Still fucking iconic. Yeah, now uncensored. Now uncensored. And it was the 2022 laundry edit. Yes. Just a little impromptu sing along as we all do when we're folding laundry. Very relatable. And basically in the caption, she was saying how frustrated she was because she always wanted to do a different arrangement of the song and that she was never allowed to. Which originally I was confused because I remember the Onyx Hotel version, obviously very different. Iconic. But, you know, through the tours in later years, really it was the instrumentation that changed. And so I think she's talking about the vocal arrangement because the version that she sang, she changed all of the harmonies and melodies like that. So I think, you know, that's what she's saying. And I think the nice thing about this also, the unexpected thing, is there's this perception around her and pop stars in general that they don't get the music or care and things like that. And it's cool that she actually cared enough about the song that she felt strongly that she wanted to do a different vocal arrangement of it through the years. It just shows that she cares about her artistry. Sometimes people, especially like with pop stars, they don't, they just assume they're, they're not in it for the artistry. So that was a cool. Or they're embarrassed by old Mm -hmm. songs. Right, right, right. Mandy Moore. I'm looking at you. Mandy Moore. (laughs) Steamrolling all of her old CDs in a pile. Um, but yeah, obviously there was a lot of different feedback. I will say it was lower register knee. We've talked about, we we had a little podcast about Britney and we've talked about vocal knee over the years and she was serving lower register deep knee. And Which is album one. Album one. the deep mm-hmm. fans. Yes. Some people don't know that she even sang like that. Although by glory, we were getting some what you need singing. And the truth is also, aside from everything else that's gone on in her life, it's been seven years since the album. Yeah. Six or seven years since the album sessions. So she is not of exactly... Glory. Of glory. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Glory. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Of those sessions. So, you know. Because I don't like to see the comments, obviously. No. Uh, in general. But I'm just happy that she felt that she wanted to share that and... This reminded me of when she did a DIY music video to Breathe On Me on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a deep cut that she loves. Well, this is not necessarily a deep cut. I would say this is a somewhat well-known song. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) She's making a new cut of a classic. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. This unheard gem. Yes, I agree. I mean, She's going deep in her heart catalog oh, in and catalog. in her heart. Yes. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Well, it's still her, and you can hear the 
anger in her voice when she hits that fucking time. We'll see. We'll see what comes. I mean, truly, we never know. There was some uh, feedback on TikTok as well. There was. Yeah. From the honest vocal coach. Yes. Who is a vocal coach that is honest. honest. She said, sounding really good. And there you have it. Case closed. And she scalped Swimming in the Stars. Oh, did she? Yeah, kind of. A little. All right. So she's... She's honest. She's honest about her opinion. Yeah. I don't want people thinking that I share the same opinion about Swimming in the Stars, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a big Swimming in the Stars fan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bop. Bop, bop, bop. You know, it was a break from the fashion halls. However, there were some fashion moments this week. Which means that I think it's time for a little segment we like to call... High Fashion! (laughs) So editorial. Guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my god, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. Okay, so mine is Chromatica Ball. Yeah. Which we will be discussing as a whole later. We sure will. And mine, aside from Chromatica Ball, is very unexpectedly a Canadian legend by the name of Carly Slade Jepsen posted this photo set in front of a mirror. Nope, not a mirror. A window. She wrote, London, I do love you. She looked amazing. This She's is got a this sleigh. high slit in the pants. The blonde hair is looking great. She just looks fantastic. I don't know if this is for something. She does have a new song out called Move Me with Lewis Offman. And she did post another stellar photo shoot in a sort of like a suit. It's a good suit. A suit. She's having a fashion moment, ladies and gentlemen. She is having a fashion moment in London right now. So whenever we get dedicated side D or whatever's coming, <laughs> we are ready for uh, the Western winds to blow our way. Emotion side C. Emotion side Q incoming. <laughs> Hopefully not Q, actually. We don't need her going down that path. Um <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant like cue the like bar. I was like, oh, we don't need her going down any (laughs) cue path. We don't need her going there either. All paths to cue lead to darkness, (laughs) ladies and gents. I totally that flew right over my head. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Well, understandably, the cue's been a hot topic on January (laughs) sixth. Just like I was recording emotion side B. <laughs> Known American nationalist Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, oh, let's get lost on anyway. <laughs> L.A. hallucinations over here. All oh. right. Well, actually, speaking of delusional <laughs> girls, I think we should move right along to a confrontation no one saw coming. No, no. proof that we are still in the wrong timeline. That we are in desperate need of someone to swing us back. Can the James Webb Space Telescope please fling us back into the right universe? Because we are, it's all bad right now. Yeah. I think it's time for a little bit of TikTok talk. Someone needs to throw a frap in this one's face. (laughs) Alt-right influencer Christian Walker got into a spat with singer-songwriter Kilani at a Starbucks drive-thru Act the fool, girl. I'm here. Act the fool. 
after she allegedly told everyone inside or the baristas, she vaguely said something along the lines of watch yourselves, stay yeah. safe or something because this one's crazy. Which was... Because she saw him screaming <laughs> yeah. at himself in his car. <laughs> I'm sure. And uh, she made points. And so he confronted her in her car. She looked stunning. She, oh, that's the whole gag of this whole thing. Oh, she looked she's like looking radiant in the sun, relaxed, smiling, and as unbothered, clear skin, spinning and ranting about blue hair liberals, <laughs> and she's unbothered and beautiful. She's just like I've switched baristas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that. Um, he can stay mad, and really, he should be worrying about his own family right now and their oh. drama because he's got more than enough to deal with. Shouldn't you be? Uh, chatting with your other siblings anyway anyway kalani came out unscathed and unbothered stream kalani (laughs) stream kalani all of it whole catalog which christian walker would say because he tweeted about standing her up until this moment so we love a hypocrite Uh, the things that clowns do for attention clownery clown university did you see though the American Girl doll account, mm-hmm. which is called like Hellicity or something. Mm-hmm. I post it all the time on my IG stories. Did you see their Be Real meme that they made? No. Do you know what Be Real is? Yes. It's like you have to take your picture in the moment. Yeah. It's front facing yeah. and the other one. And it takes it at the same time. And if you retake it, it tells everyone that you retook it, which is like embarrassing. Oh, okay. So I just like take it and just like the ugliest photos ever but i kind of it's like it it's just so that everybody knows what everybody's doing at all hours so what happens is everyone this sounds like an ad this is not sponsored i should honestly not even be talking about them Uh but at a certain time everyone in the world will get the notification so it'll be like five o'clock and everyone gets pinged and at five o'clock you have two minutes to just be like be real or if you post it late, it says you posted it late. If you retake your photos, it like, oh, yeah. Calls you out. The point of this is to... Be real. Okay. And you <laughs> no, are in like... like a circle or if it it's the whole world can see your pic? Um, I don't know. I only have people that I know in real life added. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah. I've seen the screenshots of it. Mm-hmm. But now it's becoming memes. Yeah. The be real memes are coming out and the american girl doll account did the front facing camera is the doll and then the back facing camera is the selfie of christian walker and hrh collection (laughs) (laughs) and it was like be real and it was that was her update for the day like the american girl doll but it just cracks me up that there's certain american girl dolls now that have a storyline if you're following the saga you'll get it yeah i am loving the American Girl doll yeah. memes. There's the one that has the side ponytail that's like the QAnon American Girl doll. Right. <laughs> uh, you it's you just have to laugh, otherwise You do. Yeah. Or you'll just be embarrassed. Just like Cardi B, who <laughs> who's embarrassed herself. Cardi tweeted on July fifteenth, Beyonce heard me singing You Won't Break My Hole. And now I'm embarrassed. Everybody else is singing that too. I was going to say, I feel like Beyonce's heard us all 
she knew what would happen when she put this song out. You know, she's like on her alt TikTok account. Uh-huh. Scrolling. And she's probably seeing it all. I believe there's even footage of her. Yes, there is of her. She said on a live in front of 60,000 people. She just posted it. A relatable queen. Relatable queen. Promo for the song. Still no video. also on TikTok. She is. Not that she's physically on it yet. No. She just did a mashup. Yeah. But she is coming to TikTok. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know I either. I don't see her doing it. I don't see her doing it. But maybe Blue Ivy set her up for this. Her manager. Oh, maybe. Bossed her around and said, you're going to get your ass on TikTok, you irrelevant rat. (laughs) You better get on TikTok, mom. Although if she does, it would feel very Selena Gomez-esque in the sense that Uh it's someone who's super elusive, but also knows all the memes. And I feel like it could be really... Yeah. I just feel like Blue Ivy bosses her around for real. And I feel like she's probably like, mom, get on TikTok. Yeah. I feel like this was a Blue Ivy decision. For sure. Um, well, it comes right ahead of the release of Renaissance, and it comes, you know, as we start the promo for Break My Hole. So it's right on time. We'll see. It's been quiet for. It has been too quiet. A week. Too quiet. In the Beyonce verse. I'm sure things are brewing. I feel like a whole filmography is coming. I feel like it's not just the Break My Soul video. I, feel like I hope be... it's a 90 minute nonstop musical dance music video yeah yeah me too her vogue um whatchamacallit cover no the accompanying piece oh what yes would that even like be called the visual film from the photo shoot the photo shoot behind the scenes mm-hmm. video is enough of a music video to be honest for now yeah it's really good everyone was like oh the video dropped and at first i thought it was because it seemed like it could be Oh, yeah, the stands were posting it on YouTube. Yeah, well, because sometimes people don't put out content. uh, And so fans have to take it into their own hands, including. (laughs) She's starting. Little rays of sunshine. Put your paws up. Miss Addison Ray is at it again. Or should I say not at it again? Because she remains absent, even though she's trending once again. We've had the I Got It Bad revolution of 2021 to 2022. It's been crickets from her, except for when she tweets lyrics from it. And now her latest unreleased smash in the making, To Die For, is now trending. The girls are singing along to it on TikTok. Shy Girl did a performance to it. It even went viral because it was mistakenly heard as her saying her poom poom is to die for. In fact, it is boom boom bass to die for it got so loud on twitter that she had to tweet out the correct lyric just to clarify for the girls she said i'm not releasing it but you got the lyrics wrong charlie xcx retweeted it which is how you know it's never coming out <laughs> it's just this I, really is the third yeah surge of virality around her music halsey's label is pulling out their hair watching this <laughs> they're like she's literally going viral left and right without Mm -hmm. trying on tiktok and won't release won't release she will release a paid 
advertisement for Samsung popped Are up. you getting these on everything? I just started getting it. I have been getting them nonstop. I was loading up a K-pop video this morning and I saw Miss Addison Ray humming, was it I Got a Feeling? Was it a Black Eyed Peas song? The one I've been seeing is the Backstreet Boys song. No, it's Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Um, it's Backstreet. I don't know why I thought it was Black Eyed Peas. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, they like sing, hum the song in a Shazam-esque way mm-hmm. for this phone, right? Yeah. She could be humming To Die For or I Got It Bad or Obsessed, but she's not. She's been tweeting the lyrics. I don't know what she's doing. Me neither. It's, there's some sort of experiment. There's a social experiment happening. She is serving more choreo than most of the girls can do in that Samsung commercial. Oh, well, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it must be said. That's true. She, also, yeah. one of my friends, I was out last week, and I have a friend of mine who's not super anti-pop, but he loves Charlie XCX. He's kind of like, he's not mainstream pop. He likes underground Charlie XCX, that kind of vibe. He was complimenting, yeah. He was complimenting Addison Ray. He was like, that performance that she did on Late Night and that song is so good. And I was like, excuse me, wait a minute. Are you going to sit here at this table and compliment Addison Ray? You? (laughs) I was shocked. She's causing everybody to reconsider their their crimes. Mm -hmm. All the shit they said about her. And a lot of people on Twitter, like mutuals, I see. Mm-hmm. for like, attractions that I know in real life who I don't think would ever be interested in Addison yeah. I see tweeting about the music it's kind of genius it's created such a thirst that now locals are interested it might be one big strategy that's gonna work out for her I don't know yeah it just needs like another single to push Anything, it really not Anything. that the other ones are bad but I think she could come out with another smash yeah. with a video, and then just drop it all. Well, we'll see. The Addison Renaissance is coming yeah. soon. She should just rename it. She should. And sit on a horse. <laughs> and then everyone will be like, oh my god, she's copying Beyonce, but then they'll be talking about her. So then it'll sell and get attention. Yep. Well, speaking of renaissances, actually, there's another song that's going viral. Finally. The kids. Finally. Enough love for Alexis Jordan, the enduring anthem. Bop. Bop, 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 bop. Happiness is having a huge moment on TikTok. The one format I've seen of it used is where it's like things men have said to me, and then they bop along to like various offensive things, which that's a format. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like an ironic happiness. Interesting. Yeah. The one I saw seemed to be a format people were following was Jill Zarin's daughter did when people asked me about being a kid on Real Housewives and then she listed off all all the the questions questions. yeah it's basically like unwanted uh, opinions questions or things I think is basically the format and you just like "Mm -hmm," through it all oh it plays like a full 45 seconds it's a longer one yeah song she's getting the streams for sure I wonder actually just how much it's caused a blip because this, these things pop up so fast. Alexis Jordan, Happiness, now has 54 million on Spotify. I am 52 million of those. Absolutely. A million monthly listeners. Wow. Yeah. She's been getting some checks in the mail. 
Well, has she? Deserved. Let's see. Song credits. Well, she'll be splitting them with Dead Mouse. Yeah, Dead Mouse and Dead Stargate. I don't know how many credits. Instrumental. Really it's getting. an interpolation. Honestly, she was ahead of her time. Now that I think about it, she interpolated that Dead Mouse song. Yeah, I don't actually think she's on these credits either, so I don't know if she's getting anything. But she sings. She does sing, but she's not listed as a songwriter, which is where the money comes. So, oh, I don't know if she's really. Gotta turn that car around. <laughs> So you don't get money if you sang it? Only if you're a credited contributor to the song, like songwriter, usually is how it works. The splits, producer, songwriter. Well, maybe that's why Addison Ray's album hasn't come out yet. Well, maybe so. Except she writes. Do you really get no money for being a singer? I think it depends on what your deal is, but I, yeah. Well, I can't sing, so I don't have to worry about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> The composer is like who makes the bulk of it. So I don't think maybe that she doesn't get any money, but I think it would be. The splits are different. Yes. Got it. Anyway. I'm sad for Alexis Jordan if that's true. Yeah. It's. Yeah. How can we ask her? <laughs> we can probably tweet her. I haven't. Okay. I haven't checked in, but. And we will put this on the Legends Only Weekly. If you are wondering. We do have a playlist where every week we add all the songs that we talk about to Apple Music and Spotify so you can quickly jump in and snatch them out and add them to your playlist too. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got some music to discuss. Martin Garrix is back with Sasha Sloan, Dallas X. The song is called Loop. It's a little darker. We stand. The lyrics mm-hmm. are good too. Mm-hmm. Love a emotional progressive house bop. We sure do. Love Sasha Sloan as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I have some picks. Although I'm sure you listened to this one, maybe. Mm-hmm. The Light Singer is back, Ellie Goulding, with a new song called Easy Lover featuring Big Sean, her first in two years. It's about being a lover who is easy. Uh, very relatable. And it's... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually, I really like it. It's a Greg Kirsten song. It's very Ellie. It is, but it's also different. It is. And I like it. Co-written with Julia Michaels. Oh, did you see? Uh-oh. She <laughs> yes. deleted her Twitter. I did see that, yes. Julia Michaels got into a little moment because of somebody else we're going to discuss very soon. Sabrina Carpenter. Well, she did not take kindly to a fan saying that they did not like Julia Michaels' penmanship. Mm -hmm. So she went off on the fan and then deleted. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish I could say I can't relate to that, but my God, do I relate to that. Like She was kind of spilling. Like, she just scalped the stand, and I was like, The desire to fucking annihilate and choke (laughs) a person with 300 (laughs) followers who's coming for you. I, (laughs) I Let's just say I get it, Julia. Let's just oh, say. Oh, same. Anyway. Um, <laughs> instead, she deleted. It's probably the best thing. So, well, she's what she is doing is getting royalties from Easy Lover. So if you would like to support her through this uh, t- Twitter moment, uh, stream Easy Lover on your favorite streamer. I like the single art as well. Me too. I'm excited. Uh, the press release said more music to come. So this oh. is the beginning. Album. New era. Now, I have a new discovery that I would like to shout out. It came into my DMs. 
uh, I was asked why I'm not talking about this queen of pop, and I don't know why, especially being half Polish myself. Her name is Doda, and she is what I've gathered in my limited research, the Madonna of Poland. Oh. And she has a new song called My Melody, and she performed it at this beauty pageant national finale, very Heidi doing body language at Miss Universe. Oh, legendary. Um, the performance, her look is incredible. And the song is definitely a bop. It's kind of like a dark synth pop bop. If you like Dua, BB, Rita in that camp, basically. Uh, I'm going to put it on the That's very kind playlist. to Rita. That is very kind to Rita. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> legends like Rita Ora and BB Rexa then you would like this one it's uh I looked it up sure she's got like scandal sections in her Wikipedia she the church is mad at her she's definitely a queen of pop slay yep uh and once you see her look from this performance you will you'll get it it she's she's kind of giving you like Kermit or something it's good or like Slater, actually. Anyway. Oh me, oh my. My melody. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make you mine. So check out Doda. Bob. And then we have a new one from Demi Lovato called Substance from the new album, Fuck Love. And when is this drop? Oh no, it's not called Fuck Love. It's called Holy Fuck. Sorry. When is this drop? Oh. The album. It's soon, right? Yeah. Out August 19th. Holy fuck. Eighth album by Demi Lovato. Led by Skin of My Teeth, which we heard already. And influenced by the rock roots of their first two albums, Don't Forget and Here We Go Again. And let me just say, the rock roots, they suit Demi's voice perfectly. Substance is instantly, like, perfect for Demi. It's it's a throwback to emo nights. I don't know. Some forty one Avril, Anne Berlin, Anne Berlin. Yes, Dashboard. They're doing Brooklyn, Anne Berlin. By the way, mm. it's the pop punk that we needed, and it's all about how they're craving substance from human connections, and that everything is vapid, and uh, it's a double meaning because of Demi's well-known substance abuse issues. So to say, like, I'm craving substance was like, I see what There's you did there. There's an edge to it. There's an edge there. Yeah. yeah. And a shout out especially to the final chorus. They're screaming about caskets and maggots and a head full of jack shit. It's, it's really rock. I like to rock out. I like to throw things. I like to get mad. It feels very cathartic. It is very cathartic, and we've got a Paris Hilton cameo in the music video because their connection, <laughs> ongoing connection. To be honest, the Paris connection throughout Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Britney's wedding, Legentina's L.A. Pride, Demi's music video. If a mobile. Got, if you've got uh, something going on. Paris? Are you a queen of pop? <laughs> Call 1-800-P-A-R-I-S now for your free consultation. Honestly. That's not a real number. Don't call that. Mm, it might be. It might be. <laughs> you just call it right now. It's like, hey, 
<laughs> but yeah, shout out to Substance. Now there's some albums that we need to discuss as well. There were some big ones that the girls were ranting and raving about. First of all, we've talked about her a few let times. Let them know. I think we should let them know. Miss Mabel is here with her new album. Slay! About last night. Bops on bops on bops. bops. It's Bop City, if bops. you will. It is all of the hit makers we love. m and Ray. It's... I mean, actually, a lot of these songs have already come out also that we've mm-hmm. talked about over the past few months. Highly recommend. The album kicked off with Let Them Know, which was like gay anthem. Good luck. Overthinking. Animal, bop. Crying on the dance floor. Bop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was confused by this because I thought it already came out because she's had so many singles. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with Jax Jones and Galantis amazing but yeah a lot of singles the favorite of the new tracks is definitely animal and definition but also this other one this uh bisexual one called i love your girl love that with rami i mean it's got all the names all the girls are on this album steve mack Ilya, stargate sg lewis Jax jones it's a smorgasbord of top pop makers and that's what we we love a pop album that's just like everything in the kitchen sink of the pop hit makers. Doesn't have to be a big We're statement. It's a fun album for the summer. Something fun, something for the summertime about dancing and bops. <laughs> and that's all we need and right now. Really, all we times. need. Next, we have an album from Miss Thumbs Chanteuse herself, Sabrina Carpenter called emails i can't send now everybody's been doing emails everyone's been not sending those emails frankly and take you back a little trip down memory lane if you remember a little song came out last year called driver's license by olivia rodrigo do we remember that heard of it now if you'll recall at that time it quickly became clear that the song was allegedly about a man unfortunately and a love triangle specifically between Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Sabrina was getting scalped for allegedly stealing Olivia's man, for coming in, being a homewrecker, a slut. Stans would just go in, really on both of them, but Sabrina got a lot of shit and. Two years later, pretty much, I would say, she sort of synthesized those feelings into an album called Emails I Can't Send, which is probably like all the draft notes on her phone that she's like telling everyone to fuck off. Honestly. And that is, you know, that's a portion of the album for sure. She specifically calls it out in a song called Because I Liked a Boy, which came with a music video. um, And it's kind of the feature track of the album for obvious reasons she goes in very unsubtly about the situation she says i'm a homewrecker i'm a slut i got death threats filling up semi-trucks tell me who i am guess i don't have a choice all because i liked a boy she went in the album is great first of all but also it doesn't always have like very very heavy moments it's also got some fun uh, I really like Betuana, which is sort of like a 
You Left Me and Now You Want Me Back song. It's very good. And Read Your Mind. And in general, I mean, Sabrina's albums are great to me in general, but this is, I think, well, obviously her most personal to date and very topical considering she was dragged through the mud. So check out emails I can't send and read her emails. All that drama is literally the Hillary verse. Oh, Lindsay of Hillary, Gen Z. Hillary, Lindsay, Aaron Carter. Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing. Or Ashley Simpson doing boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's literally that. Yeah. We just didn't have thousands of people on Twitter yelling at Hillary and Lindsay mm-hmm. about it. Only on TRL. Just on TRL. Yeah. And in MySpace bulletins. <laughs> right. Like red carpets. Right. <laughs> and SNL. <laughs> Um, yeah, unfortunately, that is the nature of these things. But yeah, she like calls out all of the, like lyrically references a lot of driver's license in that song. It's, it's only right she gets to have her say. Yeah. Hillary Duff did this with dignity, just saying. (laughs) She sure did. Ahead of her time. (laughs) The blueprint. The blueprint, (laughs) as they always refer to her. She Uh, is. uh, (laughs) oh and we've got another album to discuss it's by lizzo and it is called special now you've already heard this album everywhere because you've heard about damn time just about everywhere it's blowing up tiktok smash hits but there are two songs in particular i would like to call out including to be loved am i ready a monstrous max martin smash very very instant just Oh, that Max Martin, he just he just slays. And then another one, a disco bop called Everybody's Gay, which is Ian Kirkpatrick. He's worked with Britney. Speaking of gay. <laughs> really fun. I mean, the album in general is really up-tempo, really fun, really bright, really bops. So speaking of special, it's a fun time. I recommend those tracks. She's been all over New York. Yeah, doing Doing promo. Doing pop-ups, promo. Mm -hmm. Busy. A mogul. A lot of music out right now, but we're going to put it all in the Legends Only Weekly playlist for you to listen to and give us your feedback in the Discord and on Patreon. I have one more track that I actually wanted to call out that I wanted to call out last week, but then I hopped on a phone with her myself. See, I was going to call this out last week too, but I was like, Brad will already say it because it's a bop. (laughs) And I did it myself. Yes. It was on my release radar. She knows. Mm-hmm. So Karen Harding is a UK singer-songwriter, often on dance collaborations. And she has a new song out called Other Side of Love, which I... Bop. Bop, 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 bop. Love at first play. It's from her upcoming record. She's putting out her solo debut. She's been going strong in the game since about 2014. She had a top 10 hit with the song Say Something with MNEK, who produced that. And she's since gone on to do a ton of collaborations with a bunch of names you know from dance acts over the years. Uh, most recently, she worked with Royksop, and she has a new track called Unity with them. She also wrote a track featured on Claire Richards of Steps Fame's album. She's everywhere now. Tons of features, tons of collabs, tons of co-writes. I'm really excited for her and I had the opportunity to chat with her last week to discuss the song, everything she's been up to. We talked about 
her initial chat with M&EK, auditioning twice for X Factor and that whole whirlwind of what the X Factor was and what she's been up to since, writing for Claire, writing with Royksop. It's a good chat. And yeah, we can learn a bit more about the dance scene, the vocal, the dance vocalists, the girls. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. So yeah, without further ado, this is my conversation with Karen Harding. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Um, I'm really good. How are you? I'm great. Where are you right now? I'm in Oxford, which is kind of like an hour out of London. Oh, okay. Uh, how about okay. you? I'm in New York. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. Yeah, yeah. Do you come it's, to New York? Yeah, I've been like mm, three or four times now. Yeah, nice. I, I think it's like my one of my favorite places to go there, actually. It kind of reminds us of London, but like even more intense. It's definitely that and when I go to London I'm like this is a nicer New York (laughs) (laughs) I really like New York I just I don't like I couldn't see myself living there but I really like I just like the vibe of it for sure well thank you so much for sitting down and chat with me today I've been following you for I feel like almost a decade now 2014 was say something 2015 yeah yeah Yeah. but I wanted to just chat with you go all the way back hear about your journey okay amazing amazing cool to go all the way back when did you start singing I started singing I mean like really far back like when I first got my first ever karaoke machine at home around my dad um, and it was a cassette one so I had like four tracks um, and they were Celine Dion My Heart Will Go On Careless Whisper um, and two like other rubbish songs that I never sang so it was just constantly like that when I was like seven I did loads of like parties with my mom. she's Filipino so she encouraged me to do like a lot of like Filipino parties and things like that but that helped I think towards um you know my conference it's like school and everything like that I was doing a lot of singing then did a lot of competitions and basically tried everything to get successful in singing I, I remember thinking I was maybe like 16 17 I was thinking how am I going to do this like how do you do it how do you get recognized as a, as a vocalist as, a, as I didn't think I was a songwriter at this point in my in my life and I was just kind of putting covers up I was playing in local bands I was doing acoustic sets and around locally where I'm from which is the northeast of England and again I was just thinking how do you do it like there's not there's not really much up there like it's quite quiet in the scene and then uh, M&EK messaged me um, who I did say something with he's an incredible talent and it was just on Facebook he wasn't feeling very well and he called he messaged me just saying like I really love your voice I think it was like a Mariah Carey fantasy cover or something like that that I put on YouTube and he's like yeah I'd really love to work with you so I saved up a bit of money got the train to London like we worked together and we wrote two songs then and then I went back down like a year later and we did say something so I guess it kind of all kind of worked up till that point like I said I was trying to do absolutely everything I could to just find success in music don't get me wrong like success is still that I was able to make a living from it when I was like 20 or something Thing like that 19 I was still making a living from it and it was and it was amazing I had such an amazing time but there was something more that I felt was calling for me and I didn't go to uni I pulled it I like I kind of said to my mom I was like mom look I don't want to just wait a little bit you know like these Filipino women are like the education is very important Karen you must 
through education so you know she was like really kind of not pushy on that but a bit like that so I understand why she was but yeah I'm glad I didn't because within that year I got like recognition you know yeah I need to dab my face it's so hot here my god (laughs) is it it's getting very hot here actually as well it's like I don't know know what it is in Fahrenheit I was just about to tell you the the temperature in Fahrenheit I was like I don't know it in Celsius we are hang on let me just find out so I'm like 84 I am 32.2 it's going to be today oh my gosh so it's really hot yes do you have aircon the aircon is working yeah you're probably all sorted with aircon but nobody has aircon here so we're all just like melting like like you don't have it at all no i mean yeah we have it in like the car or we'll have it in like office buildings but people don't have it in the houses because it never gets this hot oh no yeah you must be really suffering yeah it's it's pretty intense but it's all right though (laughs) it's a little bit hotter in here (laughs) anyway sorry no no you're fine I, I also want to talk about there was an X Factor moment, right? Mm, mm-hmm. How was your experience with that machine that is X Factor? I did it maybe like 18. So okay. I did it two years in a row, actually. I was like 18, 19. Um, my manager, who I have now, is actually actually kind of put me forward for it I was kind of excited about it I had I I kind of like a little bit of competition who doesn't Mm -hmm. um and I thought I thought I would really enjoy it but in fact it was it was very mentally tough so I did two years in a row I didn't get very far the first year at all second year I don't know if they do it in America where they have like the six seat challenge I don't know if that was like a thing or if or if they ever had that it's like the the boot camp or yeah where they where they do like six seats then you have to kind of sing for your life and then someone can take your seat oh god Uh, yeah it's it was pretty intense and I got like the first seat and then there was like 17 girls after me then the last girl got my seat I was incredibly upset of course I don't know who wouldn't be because it's it's tough I was sat on stage for three hours and people started screaming they were like number one get rid of number one and that was me and it was all really intense and you know I'm sure it was great for tv I don't even think I watched it I kind of just what my way in dealing with things like that because it's happened a few times where it's really painful to kind of deal with the rejection I think is I just switch everything off I remember just I just left and I just got the train home turned my phone off didn't speak to anyone for like maybe one or two days and just totally reset myself and then just forgot about it like I just like I just have to think right it's done now there's nothing you can change you just got to move on so that's like the kind of thing I've always dealt with like any you know hard rejection and I think like in this industry it's so important to be able to deal with it and with with the x factor again it just came another rejection and that just happened to be a step and so along the way you know that I went through and it's funny because the second time I did it I had say something on my computer so like I had the song ready like to go but I didn't have any record label or anything like that planned so it was it was kind of funny that the next year they actually called me and was like oh would, well they called my manager and they said oh like would Karen be up for going in the X Factor again and then my manager was like no because she signed a record deal and yeah you know <laughs> You know, I'm. You know, what I mean, like, I, I was just a bit like, yeah. Do you know what? I can do it without you. People can do it without you. You don't need that show necessarily to make it in as a career. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like we've felt that shift over the years. It's different from the days that Leona won. And now it's almost like they need contestants with a established background already to help them or it's more about the judges than it is about the contestants like speaking of music relationships and things like that what has been your experience with 
labels. So I signed Capitol Records with, with Say Something. That was my first ever record deal. I was absolutely buzzing. They had Sam Smith, Five Seconds of Summer, like incredible artists. And I was like, oh my God, like, do I, you know, that imposter syndrome of like, do I even deserve to be here sort of thing? And um, and yeah, everyone was so excited about the record. Um, we gained so much support and so much momentum. And, and, it, and it all went really well until like we couldn't find the next single after that. Um, I was in the studio pretty much Monday to Friday, like six times a week at least. And I was so tired and then also doing promo and also doing photo shoots, just doing absolutely everything under the sun while trying to get the next single. And I think at that time in my life, I felt too much pressure and put too much pressure on myself. And I learned, like, I think this is a thing you have to kind of go through it to realize that it was, I was just putting too much pressure on myself. And now I realize that, yeah, you've got to just have a break. Take a couple of days off. There's nothing wrong with that. It's super important. We kind of parted ways. We weren't agreeing on the next single. Happens a lot. You've got to learn to pick your battles. And I picked that battle and I said, I'm not putting that song out because I didn't like it. It didn't feel like it represented me as a person. And from that moment on, I sort of, I went independent for a couple of years. I thought loads of people didn't want to work with us anymore because I wasn't signed to a major record label. It felt like quite tough. It was, it's a strange time. And I felt, I didn't feel motivated. Well, I felt motivated, but I didn't feel the inspiration because I was like, I don't have this big machine of a record label behind us. And then, yeah, then I signed to Ultra in December, 2019, and I've been releasing music with them ever since. So yeah, it's been going quite well. I just, again, just want to release like more stuff that is definitely more me than it than I ever have before and I feel like I'm definitely doing that absolutely I feel like you've really found your groove like uh your name pops up quite a bit uh features on you know different producers and DJs I'm wondering you know over that time period if you have any particular standouts or favorites yeah the collaborations for sure I mean a highlight for me is definitely the stay with the youth I actually wrote that I booked a session sorry I booked a trip to Sweden to work with some writers that I had that I'd worked with before and I've paid out of my own pocket I was like you know what I'm just I need to change the scenery I just need to write something because I'm stuck here and we wrote that stay about feeling lost in music like I just don't know if I can do this anymore like it's so hard work and it's so consuming um, and it's about it's kind of like the music chat with me like having a ch- music's chatting with me and it's saying oh like you know that I will stay I'm bound to stay here because there's nowhere else where I, I feel I can be that one really and it always has has spoke to me because it just it means a lot to me and like especially in that moment when I was a bit like what am I supposed to do like what should I do so I'm glad that we got it out and it resonates with people as well. For sure. And you also, you have contributions as a songwriter as well, um, different placements. Um, yeah. One unexpected place that I saw you was on Claire Richards' album from Steps. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, how did that come about? How did that song come about? I wrote that with um, the Cutfather team who've done an incredible amount of songs, like, you know, the Pussycat Dolls, Jamila, like, insane. Um, yeah, and Kylie, then Chelsea- Get Out of My Way, I think, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Chelsea, who's of- Chelsea, who's worked with, like, Jua, again Kylie like all these incredible people we were in the studio for like maybe a week or something wrote a load of tunes and shame on you was one of them and I absolutely loved it I I was with Capital at the time never quite got there with it um and they gave it to Claire to listen to and she loved it and and I'm so happy because she like used a lot of the ad-libs that I had like she used a lot of like the kind of the approach to the style of the way that it was sang and she used that and and it was a a real compliment to, to me because you know obviously steps 
steps yeah you don't have to say anything more about steps but like I love their music and I also love Claire because she was the singer so it was it was incredible to have her do it and I was actually going to see Celine Dion live um at Hyde Park Claire was supporting her I totally forgot that I'd written the song on an album and I was like just waiting with my friend like for we just got a little spot on the on the grass and then all of a sudden, Shame On You came on, like the intro came on. And I remember like, I jumped, everyone's sitting down at this point. I jumped up and I was like, this is my song, this is my song, come on, this is my song. Everyone's just like, who is this girl, please, like, tell her to calm down. But I was so hyped. And seeing a song you've written, because it doesn't happen to me that much, obviously, I, I sing a lot of stuff I write. So singing a song I've written by another artist on like such an incredible stage as well was truly honouring. And it just made us think, do you know what? Like there's actually fun to be had in the songwriting side of it because that really like just made me feel so grateful for like what I'm able to do. Absolutely. It's so cool to see you on that album. Another one that you popped on very recently, again, super excited to see your name was Reichstop Unity. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come together? And I have to say, being a part of their general aura, talk about legends only. They have all their collaborations. It's you know, Leaky Lee, Robin, Karen from The Knife. It's so cool to be part of that. Can you talk a bit about how that came together? So cool. I mean, it was actually during lockdown. They reached out to my management team and asked if I would be happy to vocal this song on the album. And I'd heard of them before, of course. I was actually madly in love with their tune, uh, What Else Is There. I love that tune. I also love the Trent Moller remix as well. That was like how I actually oh, fell yeah. in love with them. When they asked us, I was like, okay, cool. And then the song was super, super, super rough. We jumped on a Zoom call because I was like, guys, like, I think the song has potential, but like, you know, I feel like it needs to just go a different level. And they were like, don't worry, Karen, we got this. And obviously I trust them because she's like, they're incredible. So when that came in, I was like, of course, I can't even say no. Even if I didn't like the song, no, of course, I had to like the song. That's the number one. That's the number one thing. But yeah, the guys got on the Zoom call and they were just so nice. They were like so grateful as well that we could just do this together. And they wanted like a 90s kind of classic rave vocal on there. Hence why they reached out to me. And um, yeah, it was just such an honor. And you know, we worked on the record. I recorded the vocals at home, sent them over, and then they got them just sounding so good. Like, I mean, I know there's like a slight, there's like it's been a slight effect, so that it sounds like a slightly higher. And um, but I, but I love it. And and you know what? It's it's funny that like, that song's just grown and grown on me, and now I just can't get enough of it. I I would love to perform with them live. I think that would be an incredible thing to do. But I don't know if they're doing any UK t- festivals or anything. But they but their show is also really inspiring, and it was just inspiring to work with them. And then then I saw the lineup of who was on the albums, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is I'm literally alongside <laughs> these incredible artists. So I was just truly honored. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's like Alison Goldfrapp, just legends. It's amazing. Yeah. I am, we're manifesting that they're going to come by and you'll do some stage shows with them because that would be fantastic. They're yeah. great with that. I've, I've seen them live. They're also so goofy in a very charming way. I, I did yeah. interview them. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? So you can kind of get what I'm saying. Like they're yeah. just like really chill, but like nice at the same time. Really nice. Very, very much so. Um, and now we have most recently Other Side of Love, which I absolutely adored from the first listen. Um, this one really struck a chord with me. I actually went home and I was in the car with my mother and I had her listen to it. And I was like, oh, I just really love this song. And she was so into it. The, uh, her her feedback, though, was so funny. She said, I think she should sing rock. 
like rock rock music and i she just thought there's a, a style to your voice that would suit belting other rocks like i was like i'll i'll let her know i don't know <laughs> funny i used to sing like a lot of classic rock songs when i was younger like one of my favorites was alone by heart and all that kind of stuff so yeah i used to go really hard on all that kind of thing so maybe that's maybe where she can hear like an inspiration i don't know in my voice I love it. Yeah. Um, but the song, it, it's so wonderful. Um, can you talk about the making of that song and uh, why you chose that as a single? I So that song's probably about about six years old. It's been on my computer. I wrote over a Chris Lorenzo track, actually, which was super rough. It was originally called Diamond in the Rough. It had no meaning at all. It was just a random lyric that came in my head. He texts us back and he's like, Karen, can you just change the lyric? Because I'm not really feeling it. And I was like, Do you know what? I totally agree. So I got my friend Belle Humble to come around and we rewrote re- the lyric. And we actually talked a lot about stuff. Like I'm quite quite a private person. I don't talk about my personal life that much with people or whatever. You know, it's, I'm just that way. So when we were talking, she just got into a relationship. It was just about to have a baby with this guy. She hadn't been with him that long. And she was really worried about family life, relationships and commitment and everything. And I'd been... I've been with my partner then, like my, he's now my husband, but my boyfriend then for like probably like nine years or something. So I was just kind of talking through all the stuff and just said like, it's really hard sometimes. And if you can't work through that, then, you know, and you don't see, and you, and you think you just want to give up, then it's probably not worth it. But if you can totally just see it working, even through the hardest times, then like, you just got to keep going with it. So we came up with the concept of like the other side of love and, just being able to get through the really tough times because everybody has them, you know, and there's so many challenging moments in relationships when like, you just think about giving up. So this was about people just turning away and, and like also the first couple of lines are actually about how I got together with my husband. And yeah, so it's a really personal song to me. I love performing it and singing it just because like, I mean, every word of it. And I think that I think a lot of people, you know, including you, um, you know, it's it's very much you can hear it in the way that I sing it, maybe um, that, I, that I really care about the song and that the, the message is I'm trying to be as clear as I can. It definitely comes through in the song. I'm wondering also if you're going to we have the album coming. Would you say this is the most personal? Or is there more? There's definitely a few more of, of exploring the personal. I didn't even realize I was doing it. But when we're getting the songs together for it, I realized I'm actually going to all the songs that I've wrote something very personal in not necessarily all the song but like a little bit here and there so yeah it's um there's definitely more personal elements to it than I've than I've ever like than people would have ever heard before so yeah and uh what can you tell us about the album sound wise vibe wise there's a lot of stuff on there that it's kind of funny like I haven't really thought about like, I didn't think about a concept I didn't think about anything like that I literally just went through all the songs over the last couple of years and just picked my favorite ones the ones that I've just been sat kind of not doing anything but I've always loved them I listen to them like on a weekly basis at least so it was it was kind of like you know what if these are my favorites this is what I want to share with everybody this is what I want to share with my fans and it kind of came together like that and the songs are actually starting to sound like really good now as well we're finishing everything off yeah it's still a work in in progress I think there's still a little bit further to go with it but the, the track listing is, is pretty much almost there. And the song actually came out around the same time as there's been this whole cultural conversation because of Drake and Beyonce around house music now. And it's, 
mm. kind of the perfect time because obviously you sing many house tracks, but you know, there's garage and, and drum and bass. You've, you've touched a lot of different genres. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship to house music, your entry point to it and why it resonates with you so much and has carried throughout your career? I mean, I kind of, it's funny, I didn't intentionally go into house music. It was just like your mom said, like I was kind of messing around with like rock songs, doing all this kind of stuff and figuring out like, where do I, where should I be? It's, that's like, oh, that was really hard. I think as a vocalist who like loves to sing, you have to kind of pick a, pick a lane um, and say something just happened to be an electronic like dance track that was also heavily influenced by, you can clearly tell by R&B and like garage and stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of how I managed to slide my way into the house scene. And then everyone was like, oh, who's this? Then, you know, we started discussing, got on got working together. So in terms of um, my, insp- my how, I, how I like it, I mean, I loved it anyway. I listened to a lot of compilations when I was younger. My brother, my older brother used to get them from HMV or wherever and used to blast them out in the car. So we'd be listening to a lot of like even hard dance, like trance, like one, like 30, 40 BPM. And then, then I'd be listening to madison avenue craig david like a lot of of that like uk sort of sound and stuff too alongside mariah carey and um everyone like that so the, it was kind of a, a, mi- a mismatch of that and then the more i've got into house the more the even more i love it like the more i find stuff that i just think is like incredible like i'm a big fan of like honey dijon disclosure there's just so many higo there's so many but that's like a different side to house but then there's like straight up like louis vega mk paul wolford you know they're the kind of like maybe that's more more mainstream but then i also really really love things like chris lake uh green velvet like just the the much harder stuff the techno kind of thing as well so i love how like there's also this kind of house music for each day of the week and it doesn't always have to be the same kind of genre of house music that's what I love about it absolutely and your own trajectory you've really dabbled in a lot of different sounds and genres within dance do you have any favorite dance artists of the moment of the moment oh oh I don't know it's hard to say unless <laughs> I looked at playlists but there's just so there's so many amazing things at the minute like especially in terms of maybe like the upcoming sounds so electronic like drum and bass I really like near archives and then like somebody again like Honey Dijon like I really love the music she's putting out I can't but yeah there's so many there's yeah, just so yeah. many thing. <laughs> for the album I was wondering this happens with people as uh, singer-songwriters are you hanging tight to songs that have been either offered or considered for other artists but you said no this has to be for me I've done that before and then like being open to actually collaborating. So it just depends if it's, if it's the right person who's going to collaborate with us. Like this is a song that I did quite recently that like I feel like I must be on because I, I just love it so much. And I'm just waiting for the right person to collaborate on it with. So yeah, I mean, I would hold it if it really, really meant something special. But I'm also happy for collaborations. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a Karen Harden record if somebody else felt as connected to it as I was. Do you have any collaborations that you either still wish to do or maybe things that two ships passing in the night didn't work out anything like that um I mean there's loads of the passing in the night kind of thing where yeah. I didn't quite get there but my dream is all I've you know, always has been is to work with Disclosure and uh, Calvin Harris just because like I genuinely think would get something amazing and the songs that I have that I think they would love but yeah I'd also love to do a track even like Kelly Lee Becky Hill I've been talking to Kelly Lee a lot I mean we're good friends so so 
um you know we chat about it a lot we send each other other songs and, and that's really nice because she's also an incredible vocalist and I'm just in complete awe of her vocals so you know it's there's nothing but respect for other female vocalists as well and I'm always ha- I'll be always happy to jump on one of that song with them as well yeah I was wondering there's you know there's dance vocalists and I wondered you know if there's a community among them or if there's any relationship yeah 100% I mean I had a, like an hour-long conversation with Alex Mills yesterday she's talking about music like I'm really good friends with Annabelle England Camden Cox this kind of I mean to be honest there is a scene like we're all just super supportive of each other there's space for everybody like none of us are ever competing against each other we're all we all sound completely different we all write totally different songs so you know I, I mean I mean even with Kelly Lee I wrote I wrote the cream song take me somewhere with her we've had success together before in the past so we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll do something else together again soon do you have any professional goals that you want to or challenge a, a marker for the year that you hope to hit not just for the year but for the future mm. there's just so many things but like what I really want is just to like have the album out to like to basically say this is me you know this is like this is what I'm doing this is what I love I kind of I'm super happy with how things are going at the minute I'm super happy with like life as well and I'm super grateful so yeah I just can't wait to put new music out and I also can't wait to like gig the album to do maybe a headline show that would be something that is just like dream worthy whether 10 people turn up or a thousand like it doesn't matter I guess to work with more collaborations as well people who I've always wanted to work with like someone like you know like Martin Salveg as well or even like Duke Tamon Jax Jones like we've, all, we've almost been there with a lot of them but it's never quite been the right song so I think I'm, I'm aiming you know for some more collaborations as well I love all that and I would like all of that to happen um, <laughs> I, I have one more question and it's sort of more broad scope I like to ask this question what is your definition of success currently and has your definition of success changed since your debut when I was younger I used to say the definition of my success is happiness like it's just being happy in what I do I still think that's definitely a definition of success because like honestly there's times when you're not happy and you've got to make the decision to just change up your life and it's hard but it's worth it every time now I would say like I mean to be honest I don't think it's too far away from that it's just like being happy in whatever you're doing and also believing in it because I think that's when that's when I'm not happy is when I don't believe in the songs that are coming out or I don't believe in like what I'm writing is good enough or whatever like I think without that like self self-belief I think like success will will lag behind and you need it to be like right up there at the front so yeah just to be happy in like what you what you create and what you're doing whether it's like I said like whether it's for like 10 people listening or 100 people a thousand like I always say that to people because like oh Karen like you know my numbers aren't that good like how do you get your numbers like this blah blah and to me like I don't even look at the numbers like I don't even yeah okay that's a lie I look at the numbers a little bit but like I'm not on there aggressively looking at everything stats and everything because it's so damaging if you for me if you if I look at it too too hard and then you get compared then you compare too much and I think just find a place where like you don't compare yourself to anyone and you're happy in what you're doing and you believe in it and I think that to me is like a level of success that you know I feel a lot of people could be happy with that's beautiful thank you so much for joining me today Karen this was lovely it was so nice to speak with you I really appreciate the write-up as well and the blog really love that very very nice words so thank you oh well thank you but thank you for the music it's been (laughs) 
really great. Um, I, I mean, you, now you have to make a rock album for my mother, but otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it on the side. I'll yes, yes, side. yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, can you just tell the people where to reach you on socials? Yeah, you can find me at Karen Harden pretty much on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. It's all just at Karen Harden, nice and easy. So yeah, I'll see you there. Nice and easy. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me again. And I really look forward to the album and everything you've got coming up soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was a great chat. Thank you so much again to Karen for chatting with me. I'm really excited for the album. I'm excited for everything that's coming out. Check her out, everybody. We stand a dance pop queen. We sure do. And thank you, everyone, for hair. joining us. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Legends Only. Yeah. We will be checking in with you very soon we've got the after show watch out for that on patreon yes we are going to be diving into the chromatica ball sure in will. the after show head first so it will be um spoilered for you yeah if you listen but <laughs> so deal with it <laughs> yeah but until next time we will see you soon 